In Kenya, you can uh, rise up on a public bus and uh, preach the word of God. And I've done that a few times. I don't think you can do that here. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're visiting today with Pastor Morungi Igweta from Kenya. He's the pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi, Kenya. We caught up with him on his visit to the United States. Pastor Igweta, could you share a little bit about your work and your service to the Lord? You've come from Kenya. So could you share with our listening audience a little bit about your work there? Uh, thank you, Rich. Uh, it's my joy and uh, my great, great privilege to say something about what the Lord is doing in Kenya. Uh, so I'm a pastor at uh, Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi, uh, which is a Reformed uh, Baptist church. I've been a pastor there since 2009, and uh, we have uh, the church going on there, which began in, in 1978. Apart from the church, we have a theological training. Uh, we train pastors, Trinity Pastors College, uh, which is a ministry of uh, Trinity Baptist Church. Uh, we believe that uh, pastors need to be trained in the context of a local church because eventually that's where they would be serving the Lord. We are also involved in um, church planting work across the country. We have uh, uh, in the past 40 years, we've planted more than um, about 50 or so churches uh, in different parts of the country. So that's basically the work that we are doing. Maybe I need to say also that uh, uh, some of these churches that we've planted uh, are in least reached communities amongst the, the Rendile community, uh, the Pokot up north, northwest, and uh, the Trukana uh, communities. So that uh, when we go there and plant a church, there is a great need to also begin a school because there are very few schools there and children would have to walk uh, tens of miles before they would get to the next school. So the need for planting a church along with schools and there are now requests for beginning uh, dispensaries or health centers in these places. But really, we can't meet all those needs. But we do have... Um, other than uh, churches, we have uh, more than uh, 20 schools in these places. Now, when you say schools and um, uh, medical facilities, is this the draw that brings people to uh, your ministry? And then as their children go home with the curriculum of um, God's Word, that uh, the parents come in to ask questions, and as uh, that happens, uh, uh, this is how uh, people uh, start to uh, become part of a fellowship? Uh, not really. I mean, we only have schools in three communities. The first thing is uh, the gospel, which we believe is God's power for salvation for everyone who believes. We do not believe in social gospel. We, we believe that it's a preaching of the word of God, preaching of Jesus Christ, uh, who came into the world to save sinners. Proclamation of that which is a truth that uh, draws people to the Lord. Uh, as Jesus himself said that uh, you lift me up and I will draw men 
to myself. That's what you need to do. Now, we are not blind to the needs of people. And so in some of these communities where these services are unavailable, uh, we seek to be of ministry. But that's only a secondary uh, ministry, which we pray and trust that uh, in the next few years, it will come to an end by the government taking up this work. Now, we hear a lot in the news, and the news is um, sometimes sensational. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to find the good. So when you look at the church in um, Kenya, are people really being drawn, and are people hungry and thirsting after righteousness, or are there rivals that are trying to push away the proclamation of the word? A very good question. So Kenya would be regarded as uh, majorly... Christian nation, Uh, they would say that 80% of the Kenyans are Christians, but the truth is that uh, there are very few true Christians. What we have in Kenya is a lot of uh, prosperity, gospel kind of teaching, and so many people would uh, associate word of faith preachers, uh, some of them from America, to be the phase of Christianity, which is really sad. But um, uh, as a country, we still have reverence for God. We have um, uh, a level of respect for Christianity. And so that has opened up doors of ministry for us so that uh, we are, we've been welcomed uh, or invited to public universities to proclaim the gospel. And uh, we believe that... Uh, by God's grace, by his power, the word of truth will continue to bear fruit. Insofar as uh, uh, sensational stuff you, you know, are concerned, you, you still have these preachers bringing them to the people and promising them this or the other, um, and bringing reports back here in the States about uh, how many converts have been made, uh, how many miracles have been performed, and things like that. But the truth is, some of these statistics are very misleading, if not all of them. We're visiting with Pastor Murangi Igueta from Kenya as he shares about the spiritual climate in his country. And we'll return to our talk with him in just a moment. He has so much more to say, so stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. Now that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby dot com. There, all of our podcasts are posted, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or listen to our program on Pandora. So now, let's return to our talk with Pastor Igueta from Kenya. Now, you're here in the United States. Do you see a contrast between um, the faith there in Kenya and the desire of uh, those to truly seek after the Word of God? In the past, the United States was uh, very proud in sending missionaries to uh, foreign lands, but now missionaries are coming here to the United States. Have you seen a change in the atmosphere and a change to the openness to uh, the things of God? 
I'm not so sure that I've been uh, in the States long enough to answer that question, but uh, I mean, partly because I've been only involved with Christians and churches that uh, invited me, but from what I hear, there is no openness to the Word of God here as it is in Kenya. Let me give you an example. In Kenya, you can uh, rise up on a public bus and uh, preach the Word of God, and I've done that a few times. I don't think you can do that here. Uh, another example is uh, we have a nearby public primary school that recently approached us and requested us to be teaching their children, the children in school, the Word of God every Friday morning. I suspect you would not be welcome in a public school to go and teach the Word of God, uh, the Word of God here in America. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think in many areas uh, you would be correct that. Um there is a saying, the separation of church and state, mm -hmm. and so that prevents uh, many from uh, doing what you have the liberty to do in Kenya, to uh, stand up in a public forum on a bus or go to a public school and to declare God's word. But that's not necessarily the case everywhere. Right. But coming here, you're talking about hermeneutics and how you uh, look at it as far as uh, declaring it and uh, being faithful as you uh, declare the Word of God to your congregation or wherever you go? The problem in the Christian faith, I would say, uh, could be reduced to one word. The way we handle or mishandle the Word of God. Hermeneutics is how do you read, interpret the Word of God? Because whenever you read the Bible, you would, you know, come or you'd have an interpretation. So the question of how then is hermeneutics, the science, or applying certain principles to the Word of God so that its objective truth remains objective. When you talk about uh, hermeneutics, uh, Paul was very concerned about it and uh, he wrote to Timothy and said, uh, uh, you know, be careful, be diligent, study to show yourself approved, a workman uh, who does not need to be ashamed, but one who rightly handles the word of truth. That should concern us. It should concern us that, one, that the Bible is written in a language which is a common language where words mean what they mean in, in, in other cases, where grammar is important in the Bible as it is in other literary works, where the context uh, determines the meaning of words, where uh, uh, historical context is important. And all these things, when applied correctly, will ensure that the truth remains objective truth, which is the power of God for salvation. Because we know that uh, human beings are sinful. They, naturally, we all were born in sin and uh, remain in sin and are darkened in our hearts and in our minds until that time when God's own revelation, divine revelation, the Word of God, dawns on us. And that can only happen when the Holy Spirit enables us to see the Word of God for what it really is, as the Thessalonians uh, receive the Word of God. Not, not as the word of man, but as what it really is. And that should 
lead us to the truth that we believe and through which uh, sinners are brought to the saving knowledge of Christ. Now when you think of um, being able to interpret correctly the Bible, does that apply just to those that are declaring God's word or to everyone that calls themselves or that is a child of God? Every believer needs to have a basic hermeneutic skills because no one reads the Bible in a neutral way. We all come to the scriptures with some mindset. And uh, this mindset, this perspective, must be corrected by the right principles of uh, handling the Word of God. So I wouldn't say that it's only the pastors who should uh, uh, learn hermeneutics, but uh, every believer needs to have some basic understanding of how to interpret the Word of God. Yes, knowing how to share our faith as we're told in 1 Peter 3 verse 15, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Yes, and we'll be continuing our visit with Pastor Agueda from Kenya on our next program, so be sure to join us again then, and invite a friend to listen. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. It's free. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one once again, or invite others to listen, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, all one word and Bobby spelt with an I, dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby, dot com. Also, all of our contact information is there as well. And if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the current podcast of Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Pandora. Then finally, you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you and about our program. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And we'll see you next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.